Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who I got I in the like, hot seat. Did you see my text? I was like, let me get myself together because Jasmine and Terry were like glammed up. I was like, Jesus uh-uh. Christ. Don't try it. Don't try it. First of all, you know, Terry is always fabulous. I've never known a time that she wasn't. Exactly. Even I tried even to on come out with the, with the Brooklyn hoops, the New Yorkers Uh-oh. right here. You, you know, the LA hoops. You know, you know. <laughs> Tawalame, how oh, are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Things could be, uh, I'm not going to say they could be better. I, I'm happy. Things are good right now. I can't complain at all. Is there it's an not- echo? Is there an echo, Lena? No. I don't hear echo. Do you? Maybe it's just me. I feel like I hear a slight echo. But she did the sound check, so we should be good. Last time I had a whole interview, I had to redo the whole thing because the sound was terrible. It was awful. But anyway, Um, no, I think it's fine. If she checked it and it was fine, it should be good. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. I love the butterflies behind you. I know. So I'm at my friend's house, but not home. But these are um, an artist by the name of Damien Hurst. They're beautiful, 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 beautiful. I absolutely love them. Right? So, be more visual. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so funny. I um, you know, I don't know if you've followed this series, but this was born out of um, you know, obviously a, a celebration of women for for March for Women's Month. But I mm-hmm. wanted to kind of um do something a little different. Like I wanted to celebrate historically the women who contributed significantly to not only our community, but just to the world in general. But I also wanted to talk to, to girls that either I have kind of passed uh, in my professional life and, and ones that I've met through other people on a more personal level that I think are just fucking dope. And you were one of those people. Thank you. I'm no, um I listen. I um listened to um your interview earlier with with Terry and I was I was thinking back I was like I know I met you through um through Terry but I was just like we just connected and just vibed out and although we don't talk all the time whenever we come together in those circles we have a ball that 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 genuine connection where you feel like you can be yourself and be free around a group of women who aren't judging you, you know, however you show up is how you show up. You can show up with your fabulous self or in your most non-fabulous self, but just like, hey, I'm going to be with my girls today. I'm going to roll how I am. Come as you are. Exactly. Um, I love that. And that's exactly how we met. We met at Terry's at one of her fabulous brunch soirees, you know, by the pool, you know, drinking probably a little too much. But um, I, you know, it's, it's funny as I get older, I realize just how precious those connections are. And that's not to say that when I was younger, I didn't know the importance of, of having, I don't even want to say girlfriends as much as I want to say um, sister souls. Do you know what I mean? Like having a deep connection. Like you said, we don't talk all the time, but when I see you, 
I instantly feel like that's my girl, like right out the gate. I don't think about she ain't called me or, you know, I don't even do that there. Now, there are some some people I know that I am like that with. She got the nerve to call me. But you're not one of those people. You're one of those people that really it's not about how often we speak as much as it is when we do break bread together. It really does feel like a meeting of the souls. Absolutely. And I, I love that energy. I think, you know, especially at this at this at this point in our lives where we're just like, listen, I want to be around true, authentic people. I don't have time to waste. I don't feel like managing personalities. <laughs> I just want to be in a place when I'm hanging out with my friends. We are chilling. Associates, friends, associates, however you want to label them. I just want to be around a group of people that are there for the same purpose, yeah. right? And, and when we hang out, we're having fun or we're working it. out or whatever we're doing. Right? But you know, it's so <laughs> interesting. It. I will say this, you know, the thing that I cherish the most about this, this because I'm still pretty much a newbie in, in California and in LA. So I, I've, I'm still making my tribe that's still coming together, but the thing that I really love the most about the tribe that I have created so far is that when I met you, I didn't care and you didn't care about who I was outside of Jasmine. It was just Jasmine and Twally. Was, I didn't know what you did. I didn't know where you live. I didn't know any of that. And you know what? I didn't care. I didn't care anything yep. about that. And it was the most liberating you know experience, right? And you know what? It didn't even come to mind. You know, I I don't want to say I hate. Hate is a strong word. And I do believe words matter. But I, um, I'm not into like, so what do you do? And what do you do? Like, if we are there with a mutual person that we love, we know that this person is an extension of her and or them or whoever it is. And we are there for that purpose. Yeah. I don't think we've even had a conversation about our professional lives. Never. Obviously, well, now I know that you are a boss. I know that you are about your business and you are the best at what you do. And that wasn't even that I didn't even have that information when meeting you. We were there for a common goal. And that was to have a good time. To have a good time. Or when we're, we're celebrating. Um, and we'll get to that. I believe that you can you learn a lot about people just by talking to them, right? Just and having conversations without the probing, right? But I think well, once you probe Sorry. to me, I the way my brain is wired, I instantly put you in a category. I don't tell you about it, but you have to climb your way out of that before I will even think of mm-hmm. you in any other way. Because I, I feel like yep. you should want to know who I am first before you even care about who I am outside of, of, of my personal self. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was one of the things that drew me to you. We had a whole day of laughing (laughs) and kikiing and talking about life and work never came up. So even listen, full transparency, because you know, I believe in being honest because I feel like I'm a whole grown ass woman. I can't get a woman from my mama. So I'm good. My thing is, even when I was putting together my list, because I started this in March, like I said, and we're obviously in April, but 
it started off as being something small because I, I thought, okay, it'll be just, mm-hmm. you know, a few people that, you know, I know that I can think of off the top of my head. But my list was longer than the month. And I, I was concerned about, okay, well, you know how social media is and the whole algorithm thing. And, and I kept, I began to overthink it. And I was like, well, I don't want to inundate people with, you know, information they may or may not care about. But then the more I did it, I realized I started this to honestly uh, pay homage and give flowers to women that I think fucking rock. But what Mm -hmm. I found was it began to pour into my soul more than I thought. And I was like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Even though April, I mean, March is over and April is here, I'm going to continue to do this. And that way I don't have to feel rushed. I want people to see the fullness of the, the, the women that I wanted to highlight and speak with. You were right up there on my list. And the reason what this was before I even knew what you did. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding before I knew what you did. And it was because when I, I met you and then thereafter, you always had this quiet fire about you and you know, a Scorpio see fire and we like, Hmm, okay. But you were always so graceful and elegant, but you said what you meant and you meant what you said, you know what I mean? And I love that. And you never asked me anything about who I was and, 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 and what was my purpose here? You just welcomed me. And I feel as we get older as women, we tend to, I don't want to say catty because I think that's a wrong, the wrong word. And it's a, it's a strong word, just like hate to me. Cause I think a lot of that could be equated, but I think that it's important that we realize we are only as strong as the sisterhood that we build around us. And if Absolutely. we put up these walls or these um, you have to meet this particular, you know, uh, level of whatever, or if you hadn't, you didn't go to an HBCU or if you're not a member of a sorority or if you don't work in entertainment or if you don't live in this zip code. I think we rob ourselves of the opportunity of relationships that could possibly change our lives. I, I agree. Well, I'm a Capricorn, so that's what you're picking up on. <laughs> and, um, it's it's the same it's the same thing, Jasmine. I remember, um, and then we got on this group text, right? And it was just like, "Hey, come here, come to this party, come to that party," and we were just rolling out. And I remember, um, what was it? A couple, maybe the summer, maybe a couple summers ago, you had an event or a party at your house. I don't, I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. If it was your birthday. You had a DJ there, um, and one of my cousins was in town from Texas. So we're going back and forth and we had planned to hook up and I was like, oh, I'm going to go. Um, she called me. She's like, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm at, you know, my friend's house at a pool party. And then I came and I asked you, I was like, can my cousin come? <laughs> You're like, girl, yes. <laughs> and she, she, I recently lost my father. Um, oh my God, and I'm I was so there. sorry about that. I did not know that. I'm so sorry. I know. I know it was it was a time, um, but I was back in Texas. And do you know she had told everybody about that story? She didn't know who you were either. She just said that she her story was um, she was at your house. It was beautiful. You had these two big ass dogs <laughs> that we took <laughs> for a walk, and she was at your house and she had the best time of her life. Oh and for me, that's all I was like, yep, that's Jasmine. That is that, I'm that's so just Jasmine. glad to hear that. Yeah. I love it. 
I'll have to show you some pictures. You probably forgot because it's a bunch of people at your house. No, no. But, I remember um, when yeah. she said she wanted to walk. I was like, you you guys sure? She was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's so, so cool. Um, anyway, that's that energy. That's that vibe. Um, I, I love and it that, wasn't though. Like, and I didn't feel like, oh, my God. You know, obviously, I was going to, you know, talk to you first. I was like, let me see. Um, I was like, I think she'll be cool, but let me just ask. I don't want to just invite people, right? And you're like, girl, why are you? Yes. <laughs> why are you well, asking? Because I, so I think, can... well, first of all, I trust the people yes. who are already in my circle. I already trust exactly. that if... If you are a friend of theirs, I believe they are an extension of you. And I do believe that they will have similar traits. And so I instantly felt no threat. I was like, of course, please, by all means, bring her. I don't but care. And, and my whole thing that's is when you come here, have fun. Act like you live here. Yep. That's the energy you give. So that was, uh, that's that's what I've been attracted to since since we've met. But yeah, we definitely have to make it be more intentional and hang out more. We should. Um, more we should. To hang out. <laughs> and you, you talked about your 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 cousin having the time of her life over the course of your of your life. I mean, now that I have um, read about you now, what I do when I do interviews, um, I intentionally try not to probe too much or just when I'm talking to people, because mm -hmm. I think it's better to allow information to unfold, because I believe if you allow someone to talk long enough, you'll know exactly who they are and nothing, you know, Absolutely. and I think it, it provides a more authentic connection. And so I wanted to at least know a little bit about what you did. Cause I was like, I don't know what the LMA does. I just know she's always getting awards and shit and on the stage. I know that. <laughs> but when I look at your career, I'm like, well, first of all, I had no idea that you were in the area of uh, philanthropy at the level that you are. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, that is so perfect because it matches the spirit that you have. And it made mm -hmm. me wonder though, when you look back over your life, do you remember, was there a moment that you said, you know, I think I want to spend my life doing for others, not just um, you know, fixing plates on Saturdays after church, but like actually like this is what I want to do for my life. I want to make sure that, you know, I help people help people. Like what made you, at what point did you make that decision and why? Um, that is a great question. I'm trying to figure out. So my, uh, I guess professional trajectory in the philanthropic space happened pretty organically. Like I started out volunteering with Magic Johnson Foundation. A girlfriend of mine was working there at the time. Um, and then from there, um, I got hired with him, worked there 16 years. I was still in my early 20s. I, I don't think that I realized, I'm trying to think like when I actually realized um, or when I said like, this is going to be, I think the career chose me, honestly. Mm. Um, I, I feel like what I... I, there wasn't one point where I said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, or this is what, I, this is, this is what I want to do. I think each job that I had was based in that skill set. And, and I made it, um, my, uh, goal to make sure that whatever I do, I'm going to give it a thousand percent, you know, yeah. I'm going to do it to, to the max that I can do it. I'm going to give it all I have, I'm going to know all the intricacies of the business. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to lean into it with curiosity. 
Um, I'm available. I will help. Back in the day when there was blackberries, yes, it was in the bed with me. I, yes, I, I'll be there. I'll do it. Oh I got goodness. it. How can I help? So, and I and I think just that energy, and then you know, obviously, once you're you know you're in it, it starts to like escalate. And in and I've always just been blessed, um, blessed in the sense that I've been able to work for amazing people. Uh, High profile yeah. individuals. <laughs> yeah, you mean Jay-Z and Rihanna oh, I mean, and going on DJ Cali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just like when I say it chose me, it just sort of happened, Jasmine. It wasn't like I can't sit here and tell you I had a strategic plan. I had on a vision board that I was gonna work for Magic Johnson, Rock Nation, Rihanna, and now Sony Music. That was not on my vision board. I will say that as I was in those positions my vision was to grow and to be the best and to to uh, make sure that I'm operating at a high level, that I bring the best of me to to these individuals that are trying to do good um, uh, with their money, with their time, with their resources, um, and to make it my business to make sure that they um, exceed and that I, that they succeed and that I succeed in that, in that space. It wasn't, um, I can't, I can't say that I, I had this picture of what that I was going to be and, you know, working in philanthropy and, and, and bringing humanitarian services to high profile individuals. I cannot sit here and tell you that but that you know was sometimes, that was sometimes cool. you know what it is too, though. Sometimes I really think that, you know, for instance, for me, like as a kid, I could not shut up. Like I just talked yes. all the time, but I didn't know you could get paid for it. I just like to run my mouth, even if it's yes. just talking to me. And yes, I answer back. <laughs> but I think sometimes when when situations choose you, it could be something in your childhood that maybe you found joy in that you didn't know what to call it. Like, you know, loving to help other people or loving to to see people smile mm -hmm. or maybe just a feeling that it gave you when you were assisting someone else. I mean, I, I don't know, but I think sometimes as we get older, we don't know what to call that which we were feeling when we were younger. Like I'd never yeah, heard the just, word, you know, you know, philanthropy until college. <laughs> Before that, I probably thought it was a fish. I was like, philanthropy, what is that? Oh, you mean helping people? But, you know, so I say that to say it could have yes. been in you. Just and that nurturing maybe, spirit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I will say this. The one thing that I did read that made me, not that I didn't already respect you as, as a human and certainly as a woman, uh, but just your, I call stick to right? Being in the position, maybe not as high as other people around you, but not allowing that mm -hmm. to build a fence around you. Like you were determined mm -hmm. to, to climb and anybody who is in this industry can tell you, you need some thick boots to climb. Cause it's going to be some people who try to oh, kick yeah. you off. You know what I mean? It's going to be some people who mess with your self-esteem. What would you say is the hardest battle you've, you've had to fight to date? Um, I think. I would say being so I would say being. Put in power by my bosses, mainly Magic Johnson at such a young age mm. when i was with him i was in my mid to late i started mid to late 20s through through my uh through my 30s and and 
in almost late 30s, early 40s. So he, walking in the room with him as the executive director of his foundation, puts you in rooms that you may or may not even be ready for. I have to, you know, sometimes I was ready for being in that room and sometimes I wasn't. And when I say that, I was always prepared in terms of what my responsibility was in that room, right? To talk about what we're doing with the foundation. But when you're in the room in your late 20s, early 30s with Magic Johnson and people of his caliber, you right. really got to be ready. And right. when you open your mouth, you know exactly what you talk about, what you, what you're talking about. And when they throw when they throw the baton to you, you better be able to catch it, and you better run. You better be, you better be prepared. Yes. <laughs> you better. So I I feel like that catapulted that that uh, uh, that fire in me to, to just to make sure that. I knew that he was going to have my back, right? And when he threw it to me, they were going to respect. And sometimes you walk into these rooms and they see, you know, a, a person of a young age or look young, right? Black don't crack all the time. You do look 12. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Right, right. I was going to save that for later, so, but you look every day of 12. <laughs> depending on how you wear your hair, you know, like that kind of stuff. And those were never like, you know, things that I, that I was concerned about, but They'll they'll say, oh, is is it your assistant? And he's like, nope, this is the executive director of my foundation. And they're like, oh, okay, so you better be ready for that. You have yeah. to be ready for that. Oh, without question. And it wasn't something that I knew. It was just something that I picked up on and that I learned. And that, you know, it it was it was. Have just you ever fumbled? Have you ever fumbled that baton? Yeah, absolutely. I fumbled and he was there he was there to, to, to pick it up if i if i mess up or something or if i missed out information or if i just didn't hit the point you know um um yes i have fumbled yeah yeah but you know i think Absolutely. i th there's this whole, that. yeah i was about to say there's this whole conversation right now where there are certain states that are saying um they will no longer allow participation trophies um, that mm. you have to win to get a trophy. And and I get it. You have people on every sides of it who say, well, you know, it's unfair to, you know, not award or reward someone who showed up for practice and, you know, they were at least on the team. And then you have other people who say, yeah, but they didn't win. Now, because I'm from old school, if you came in fourth place, it, there's no trophy for that. What there is is some, uh, go practice harder and come back and try to win again. I mean, and so lessons I, learned. But I think part of that, which you know, in the society that we live in now, you know, we know you and I know it's good to fumble because you do learn from that. Mm -hmm. And if you yeah. are rewarded or people are giving you accolades uh, when you don't even try and fumble, right? And I think it's okay to get spanked in public. I mean, I mean that in a professional sense, but uh, I think that's okay because because it does. It teaches you and it, it makes you say, okay, you yeah. know what? That will never happen to me again. Yep. And if you're honest with yourself, right? I believe the worst the worst person you can lie to is yourself, right? So you also have to realize um, when you fumbled. Yeah. And you have to say, what did I miss? How could I have been better prepared? How do I think about that next time? The next time I'm in this situation, what would I do? You know, so 
that's the only way you can learn. Other than that, it's false hope. You know, if, if you get a, a, a trophy in, in first place and you're saying the standard for first place is here, but you're rewarding this person without any context, they're going to think that that's first place next time. Yeah, exactly. They got the same trophy, trophy that you had, you know? You're right. So, you're absolutely um, right. And I mean, yeah, you I listen, you, I've watched you. I, 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 I stalk you on social media. I see you're always getting awards. You're always being recognized. I'm like, damn, save some trophies for somebody else. <laughs> but in all, all the accolades and, and, and all of the titles and the applause, what is your proudest moment of, of your life? And it doesn't necessarily have to be professional. It could be something personal. It could be something with your family. It could be something with your friends, or it could be professional what's the proudest moment of your life oh um oh my goodness um moment one moment i i think just those accomplishments i think i am and you mentioned like all the accolades and all the awards i i like typically shy away from from that stuff honestly like it's not something that you know people are like oh you have to sell i'm learning to celebrate myself and learn yeah. learning to celebrate um my wins i've always been this person behind these big personalities these big figures these big and and not to say that i've ever wanted to be out out front i'm actually comfortable behind the scenes so i have to challenge myself right because you know, you don't want to get too comfortable, right? Complacency is, 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 a, is a, a dangerous space sometimes, yes, right? Is. So I have to like personally challenge myself to be like, oh, this is a good moment for me. Or, you know, accept that, you know, so someone compliment, you're like, oh yeah, but uh, it's not, you know, like accept the compliments, right? Accept the awards and, and accept the acknowledgement. So I think that that's something for me that I'm still, uh, working on. So when you say what's the proudest moment, um, I think I'm, you know, hindsight, I'm, I'm proud of all the moments. I'm proud of what I've been able to accomplish. I'm proud of my drive. I'm proud of my work ethic. I'm proud of, um, of my accomplishments. Um, and, you know, when you have, when, when now, like at where I am now, it's it's a really big thing these uh, these accolades and they celebrate women and and music and entertainment and you know and these and these types of things and I think that's great and and those are proud moments um, too but I'm I'm proud of like you know smaller moments as well I don't have any like one particular um, moment I think just in terms of how I've processed things um, in receiving these accolades um, in the past it's for me to even acknowledge that I'm proud of those moments <laughs> is a proud moment, right? You, you um, should. Just, I mean, I definitely think that you have some people yeah. who are constantly touting everything that they do. But I think when you I consider know. how hard we as women have fought to be in this space, period, right? To even be at the title that you are. To me, yeah. I look at it like it is, it is, the ultimate vision of what God had for me. And so I don't want to dim that light. I want people to see, as long as I make it clear, I didn't do this on my own. This is not just me. Yeah. So, so these accolades that you are pouring on me, these, these trophies and certificates, they're not just for me. They are for me 
and all my sisters and the people who came before me. So I'm always happy to get a trophy or two. I'm always happy when somebody <laughs> says my name because I know not from a from yeah. an ego standpoint. It really is me saying we did it. You know, we, again, yes, yes. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because I feel like when I see you succeeding, I am also seeing a version of myself. So I can't help but cheer you on. And so I I think those moments are important because as I've told every uh, woman that I've spoken to, I think that it is, it can be tiresome to Mm -hmm. always have to be, you know what I mean? uh, Instead of just being able to just, you know what I mean? But to always have to be on and to always have to be strong and to always have to walk into these rooms where I would imagine, you know, you could be the most powerful person or sitting next to the most powerful person. And there's a particular way that you have to move. And so for me, it's like, you know, I want to be able to celebrate, to let them know you're not alone, that you never walk into a room alone because we are always cheering you on, even if it's in, if it's in spirit. You know what I mean? And I think it's important that we let each other know that. I love that. And um, I've been leaning into that more. And you talk, you you know, you talk about being tired. I think um, during the pandemic, during COVID, when everything completely shut down, just like before that, over my career, it was like, go, 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 go. Like literally go like high caliber, high performance, 24, seven, 365, go. And then everything shut down and, you know, it takes a minute to like wind down. And then finally I was like, oh, I love this. It is quiet time. I'm not getting dressed in my car, trying to go to the next event or taking my clothes to the office or preparing to travel or stuck in an airport or the hustle and bustle. I was like, I do not miss the hustle and bustle. And I really took that time to, to sit back and to reflect um, and coming. I was sad when I was sad when things opened up again. I'm not going to lie. I was too. I'm not going to lie. I was. I was kind of sad. I was like, wait, what? No, don't open back up yet. Because well, I, I felt was just initially like you, I felt guilty at first. Yeah, I felt guilty. Yeah. Like, I should be doing something. Am I going to get in trouble? Like, I mean, not yes. trouble, but, you know, I just felt that fear. And then yeah. once I unwound, I was like, I'm not doing nothing all day. <laughs> it just it just gave me the time to sit back and to think and to reflect um, to your point, to like lean into these moments, um, to think about what my next move was going to be versus just like these knee jerk reactions that that were that were always happening. And then your your brain just going, going, going 24 seven. Um, so I really enjoyed that time and it gave me a time to just reflect and, and finally be very, um, intentional mm-hmm. about friendships, about relationships, um, you know, um, and I'll keep referencing our, your interview with, with, with our friend, Terry, talk about putting on these capes and, and, you know, purging. Um, so it really gave me some time to sort of really like think about all that stuff and, and, and really, um, lean into it. And I just think like over, over my career, I've actually enjoyed what, like, I enjoy my work. I've been, I've been, I wouldn't say that I would change some things obviously. Right. Because we know and we grow and we learn. Right. Of course. Um, but I wouldn't change my trajectory. I wouldn't change, um, uh, the path to how I got here because I think that 
every position that I was in, every company that I worked for, every person that I worked for taught me something that was really invaluable about work ethic and really working your way to the top and um, really just saying when you're, and listen, I'm like, there's still places I need to go, things I need to do. Like this isn't, this is, this is a great position to be in. And it's finally a time where I can sit and like, okay, I see why I'm in this position and I see Mm. why, how I got here um, and why um, I'm here and not letting, you know, the the term sort of imposter syndrome sort of sink in. Um, And I think that when it happens that fast, if you don't take the time to to really, uh, and at that same, at at a certain caliber, like, again, I feel very blessed. Like everyone doesn't have this trajectory. It's a very unique (laughs) trajectory that that I on and, I, I feel like it, to your point, it was, it was meant for me. It was meant for the type of person that I am, for the type of drive that I have. Um, it's not for the pain of heart. You have to have tough skin. Yes. Um, and I learned those lessons as I was in it. Right. There was no, there was no print, you know? Right. Um, uh, you know, I feel, I feel proud of those moments and I, you know, am thankful and really kind of leaning into, um, the the notoriety now right mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes. and uh in the position that i'm in um and just you know interfacing with amazing people like you i've always been blessed to have amazing people in my life and amazing uh support groups um and you know i, I feel i feel good i feel like i'm in a good place and what's I'm, your overall I'm, goal where would you like to see yourself like uh, i know people hate to, to you know, I, I hate it when people say, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I was like, well, I hope on this planet alive. I don't know. But just Ooh. short term, like for you, if you could, if you had a magic wand, you know, and you could be anything, be anywhere, do anything, what would it be? Um, Ultimately, I would love to have a moment where I am, uh, just a philanthropist well well, where i'm able to just like give out millions of millions of my own personal wealth like a mckinsey case or you know being that be in those um positions um to be able to make an impact and and i feel like you asked me earlier like you know in terms of like that pivotal moment um and being able to say that I get to go to work, I get to, and I have since a very early age in my early 20s, make an impact in people's lives. I didn't realize it back then. For me, it was work and it was fun and it was something new. And I was, you know, um, doing all these great things and just enjoying um, life in that moment, um, both personally and professionally. Um, but making an impact, right, and doing it at a level that is um, that's actually, you know, making a change. It takes millions and billions of dollars to reverse us out of these systemic issues that we're in around racism and the environment, and um, as people of color, and you know, all these things that are happening um, um, in the world. So to be able to say that I did that at a level where, you know, I was in the community in the trenches with. With, um, with certain organizations to where I am now with Sony to being able to do that on a global level. Um, you know, we're in uh, 
seven regions, 60 countries around the world, and to be able to touch lives um, um, across the globe um, is um, feels really good. And, I, and yeah. ultimately, I would love to be able to do that in, in an even more um, impactful way. I think that's I so awesome. I think a lot of people, you know, since I was a kid, you know, the whole, you know, give us just three cents a day, you know, or all of those things that you've heard your whole life about giving. And, you know, I've seen so many organizations and I think individually part of the problem is you just, you, you feel like I'm not enough to help because it seems like everyone around you needs help. There's always some organization that needs, and it's like, you want to help, but you don't know where to start, how to start. You see all of this stuff on TV and then you find out that this may not have been, you know, as, as, you know, legit as you thought, or, or then you feel like, you know, I feel so guilty. I'm, I'm constantly giving, but this person is never getting better. But I, I obviously know that that does not mean you give up hope, but in terms of all of the organizations out there, which one just really hits home for you? Is there one particular um, cause that you just, I will always wave the banner for this particular thing. I, I don't think that there's one particular cause. I think that I try and be as charitable as I can um, just daily. You mentioned just, you know, it helps if you give a dollar to the, to the homeless person, like, listen, I want you to get food with this. What they do with that money at that point is you hope they go and get food. Um, but if they don't, then you're you're helping like that that's who that that's who you are so i i don't think that there's one particular cause or um or organization um i've, I've been able to kind of work across all sort of um you know so, social causes um health you know um injustices environmental injustices um i mentioned i lost my father um uh, um a, a month a, couple months ago. Um, and that was, you know, ultimately what it came down to was, was kidney failure. So even then, you know, as we were planning his obituary, I was like, what's an organization we can give to? Don't send me no flowers. I don't want any, you know, I want to, you know, make a donation to this organization to help someone else that's in this position um, where, the, you know, they're on dialysis. He had been on dialysis for years and you know with dialysis they basically yes you have to go every day they take your blood out put some new blood in take some blood out put some new blood in and if you don't get um a, a transplant then that's yeah. your life yeah. and for until the end until the end of your until the end of your life and ultimately your body can't handle that so it's it's you know you know what what happens you know ultimately so i wanted to just do something i was like and I also had a cousin that that passed away of of ultimately the same thing needed you know um, needed a kidney um, transplant. So I was like, listen, if we could help a family, a person that you know um, that can't get to dialysis, if they need transportation, because you know a lot of times it's you know people have because it's so frequently frequent, you have to be picked up and 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 dropped off. So even just something like that, where yeah, it's I told my friends me flowers, make a donation to this organization, raise money and let's help someone, someone else. Right. So I think it's just part of, part of, 
who I am. And And again, um, my condolences about your dad. Thank you. you. I lost my dad years ago, but it still feels like yesterday. What would you say is the most valuable lesson that he taught you? Um, or what memory that you just, you know, you look, you think back to him when you're in that situation. Yeah. I would say my dad loved heart. You know, my dad had, um, there's eight of us. (laughs) (laughs) He loved his kids and he was so proud of his kids. And it was something that he, that he cherished, um, and his, and you know, I, I would just say to love hard, and I do, I do love hard, and I, w- I would say one of, one of the things that I learned, you know, most about about him, um, in his passing, um, was that his family loved hard, they loved him hard, and they loved their family hard, and it's almost like that Kardashian, that that Kardashian mm. love, right? It's just like you fight, and but guess what? But you nobody else love. is. is is yeah. still love. Well, you know, with a love loving heart. heart comes comes heartbreak. I mean, it comes. I mean, yes. yes. I, I'm sure, like yes. most women, you've had your heart broken before. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you learn from it, right? Yep. You learn from it, but but even though you had your heart broken while you were in it, while you were loving heart, it felt so good, yeah. <laughs> right? Now I'm trying and, to, I'm you know, trying to stick would, to that. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change that. I mean. We, you know, is that, that's a whole nother topic, right? Yeah. Just in terms of, of breaking, and do you never ever go after that that good part of 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 what you had with that person before before the heartbreak? Do you not try to find that? Do, do you not try to find that again? I mean, you know, if you think about it, though, there are some women who have been broken so badly that they are like, you know, I because listen, I think one of the most courageous things that you can do is to love, like to love for real. It is because what you are basically saying is how you feel about me is really none of my business. I'm just telling you, I love you. And for some people. (laughs) <laughs> being that vulnerable and that respond. courageous it's a very difficult thing yeah it's a very difficult thing i i just feel like i'm gonna go into it with with good intentions mm. right and if you don't love me back then it's my responsibility to see that that may or may not change my my love for you but it, and if you don't love me back then you won't get the best of me you miss out Wow. Guess what? Then you miss out. See, you're philanthropic even in that area. I, I'm <laughs> learning that. I'm learning that. Because, <laughs> but you know, for me, to you. it's really it's an ego thing. It's, it's an over. ego, and and I will be transparent because you, my girl. It yeah. is also a fear thing. I feel as though, yeah. for me, the way I started, right? I was already in the deficit. Yeah. I feel like I was I was born broken. And so it took me a number of years to put myself back together again. And so now my fear is I don't want to be broken again. So I I have that runaway bride syndrome. I let you get right to the altar. (laughs) And then I put my sneakers on and run. (laughs) 
Well, what, what, how, how important is love to you in, in your life now as, as a whole grown woman, as a whole successful woman? Where does it rank in terms oh. of priority? There's, I think there's many forms of love, right? So you can love someone and not be in love with someone. Like, you know, mm. like I think you're talking about whether family love or in relationship love. Like, so I think there's many forms of, of love. Um, I think love is, is, a, is, a, is a priority for me. I have to love you to spend time with you. I have to, I have to love you to, to care about you because I'm not, you know, I'm not a I'm not a pretentious person, right? So if I don't if if I don't like you, listen, I'm a Capricorn. I'm cordial and I'll just like I've seen that look. Hey. Like, hey. And let me go here. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> How are you? It's that short hey. smile. Mm. The short smile. The short smile, yeah. Yeah. But I think right? but my thing is no, I, so I feel as though we as women have earned that right. I think when you become a woman of a certain age, I think you've put up with enough stuff and now you're like, you know what? I have probably more years behind me than I do in front of me. And so, or at least I'm at the halfway point. So you know what? I've made all those mistakes. I dealt with all of that. Now moving forward, the more you know, right? So now I'm not, I, if, I don't wanna, if I don't wanna be in that space of neg negativity, I won't. It's a choice that I have, yeah. you know? Yep. I and you learn how to protect your heart. You learn how to protect yourself. But I don't think that you cut your, I don't think that you cut that off for you because if it's, if it's really something that you want, I think you go into it knowingly and aware and informed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you have that love for yes, yourself, you right? You have that love for yourself. Yes. How do yeah. you pamper yourself? Would you ever travel alone? Oh, see, I don't know. I haven't. I think it's more so because I'm just like, uh, I, I like people. I'm I'm social. That's I, how like I am. somebody, a sister, a cousin, a friend, somebody. Um, I admire people who travel alone. I do too. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't? I admire them. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I I love to talk. I don't want to do it. I, we yeah. probably can do it. I don't, I have, I have no interest in, mm -mm. I mean, like, you know, cause we travel alone for like short trips or, you know, professionally, but to go on a vacation for two weeks by myself to some remote part of the world. No, thank you. Two weeks. I was thinking yeah, I wouldn't I go alone two days. I'm a share. I'm not, I I'm love sure. to share those shoes um, back there. So let me know what size you wear. You know, first of all, since the <laughs> pandemic, half these shoes I can't wear anymore. My feet hurt too bad. <laughs> oh my god! Forever oh the sneaker, goodness. forever That's the sneaker. I, I, I just adore you, Twala. I think that Thank in my circle you. of friends, I'm. I feel blessed to have met you, and not just met you, but because you know, you know, in this industry or just in general, you meet a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, hey, I know her," and you give them that short smile. Not that they did anything wrong, but you don't want to invest you know the time but i'm 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 i feel so lucky to have met such a quiet fire but such a warm soul i think that there is something about you that is soothing when you even in the midst of our craziness and we are having a blast now you get crazy too but it's, it's oh, such yeah. a 
I don't know. I just, I really enjoy being in your company. And I, I, I had to talk to you because I wanted to just let you know that from my lips to your ears, that A, I think you fucking rock, that B, the stuff that you do does not go unnoticed. Uh, I try to support you with my little likes and my checks and go on girl and my little fire flames or whatever to say you're looking good. You know, I'm so proud of you. And I'm hoping that you can feel that. And I'm also hoping that this whole woman to woman series will remind us the importance of reconnecting and checking in and, and not just on, I think there is a huge misconception that you got to check, check in on your strong friends. I think you also have to check in on your friends that seem happy all the time. Yes. Can we talk about the word strong, independent? Well, that's another conversation. I, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be strong and independent by myself. Like you listen, we'll, we'll talk you. about that, but I'm with you. I think the feeling is mutual. Jasmine, this was so fun. Um, I enjoy your presence. You are um, amazing at everything that you're doing in your professional career um, personally. And um, just thank you for being so like accepting. And so just thank you for being you. Thank oh, you for being here. I receive that. I receive that because I know I'm a lot. I'm a lot when I come in. I I, I expect a lot. I want a lot. I, you know, but Listen, I've been that way since I was a little girl. But I haven't. Um, I don't think it's a lot. It's it's who you are. Yes. You know, we all have our, have our we all have our our things. You know, and um, nope. I think when you come, you bring the energy. I'm like, yes, Jasmine's here. We're going to have fun because, you we know, are. pretty girl at heart. So, yeah. That's it. And the summer is coming. <laughs> summer is coming. You know, summer water for us, better known as Rosé. Ready. Ready. You know, we love the water. We are in the oh, sun and in the water. Indeed. Thank you, Tawalame. Just like the butterflies Thank behind you. you, I just adore you. Thank you for Aww. taking the time out. I appreciate you more than you know. We must get together and brunch soon. Please, please, please. Yes. Matter of fact, that's a couple of things I could actually off the record, use your help with in starting uh, my own foundation for foster kids, you know, because I'm a foster kid, my, a former foster kid myself. And I so, I, yeah, I was born into the foster care system and didn't get adopted until I was almost five. And, you know, I I, wow. I now fight for those who weren't as lucky as I to get a forever home. And so just in trying oh, to oh. navigate those waters of, you know, philanthropic efforts and just putting together this organization. I could use some some help in terms of making sure yes, I do it right so I that I don't you. sell the, the people short. Make sure you're straight. I got you. I will, sister. Well, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy your Easter weekend and I will chat with you soon. You too. Bye. We'll talk soon. Okay, for sure. Bye. 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 Oops, let me finish.